Susan Knight, and we are here. That's right. Grown we Man. are here. Grown Man Conversations, the visual podcast, baby. It's going down right about now, whether you want it to or not. Exactly. We and are here. We are here. And you know, as we say, this is the platform for you to speak your truth. And tonight, we're going to be doing some truth talking up in here. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's also the lost art of conversation. So I'm sure you guys see, we got to get right into it. I know y'all see this gentleman in the room, and I'm going to let Tone X introduce who we have tonight as our guest. Shout out to people coming into the room, man, on the IG Live, on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. I see my nephew, Michael Gidot, from exactly. Dallas, is up in the room. That's how I know it's going to be a special night. Right. Um, listen, tonight is a special Grown Man Conversations visual podcast yes, because yes. of the topic and I saw this question asked about a week ago I was watching something and I saw this question asked and I was like oh that would be a great question that's a great topic and I know exactly the person for this the topic is when did you know you were black when did you find out you were black. Mm-hmm. And the background story on my guest real quick is my mom used to go with me to different things and I would be talking and we would always cross paths. And he was talking that talk. Same thing I was talking. And uh, this brother was woke before they started saying it in the social media yeah. and putting in the work um, before you knew about it. He was doing it. And we separated for some years and I went to um, the event that Black Fathers Rock had dialogue with dads mm-hmm. and he was the special guest when I saw him I said man I'm in the right place and then saw him the week before at Vegan Vibes that's right. and I said that's two times mm-hmm. and so he said well the third time it's time for us to do something which is what we used to always talk about so this young man right here I am elated 
to have him on the podcast. You want to tell the people who he is? You know I do this. Okay. He's slow walking. He's slow walking. Look, is it Sundiata? Sundiata. Boy, I'm on point. All right. Adrian. Soon, Diata, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the room, Adrian. What's up, Chef Joe? See you, baby. See you checking in with us on uh, Facebook. And what's up, son? Because you shine like one. Hitting us from Barbados. Oh, she back in the States now. Is she? Yeah. Okay, mom. She back states. Um, Let's jump right into it. Let's go right into the deep end of the pool with our clothes off. All right. Okay, no lifeguards here. When people hear the question, when did you find out you were black? Mm-hmm. What do you think most people go? What do they <clears throat> Probably the first thing comes to mind is some some aspect of um, encountering racism, mm-hmm. right. you know, white supremacy, mm-hmm. and so I think that's what most people think mm-hmm. um, come to mind. That's what I would imagine. Not for me, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that's what comes to most people's minds. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't for me either. It wasn't. No, not racism. That's that's not what. Well, that's gonna be great because yeah. we each first to tell when do we find out we were black and right. we open it up for the people that yeah, are watching. Yeah, we want to know what. Of y'all course, you gotta ask when you. Y'all found out. When did you find out you were black? Absolutely. So let me let me first open up by saying that a lot of times you'll get people who, you know, we 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 super intelligent, so we'll say. You know, you have those a group of people who say black is a social construct, right? Right. Right. But so is money, mm-hmm. and it'll make it no more real, right? No less real, right? Right. right. So let's dispel that idea that it's somehow not as real. It's not. You're not impacted by uh, the reality of being black because it's a social construct. I don't think most people truly understand how many things in life mm-hmm. are social constructs. Anything that's not within the objective realm of reality, right? Exactly. Is a social construct. So starting with that. So interesting enough, you know, it's it's there's been a couple of times my blackness grew and my understanding of what it meant to be black grew in mm-hmm. stages. So the first time I realized I was black was growing up in Goldsboro, North Carolina. G Borough. G And uh I was surrounded by nothing but us. Mm. I, listen, if you saw somebody who looked other than the whole, everybody looked up like, what in the world? Who's that? Why are they here? The whole side of town was black. Everything that was owned was owned by us. Ooh. I've never seen anyone on the day-to-day who didn't look like me until we decided to go on the other side of the tracks, literally a track, uh, separated the black community from the white community. And the white community had one thing we didn't have, a public pool. Mm-hmm. We swam in rock quarries. Right. And when the creek swole up, we'd swim in the creek. So when we wanted to get into that clear water and all those 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 spring diving boards and mm-hmm. show all the tricks that we had mastered on dirty mattresses and <laughs> right. tractor in the tubes, you understand? Right, right. right. I'm a rural country boy, right? right. Um, we would have to go over there. But I didn't understand at first why our parents would always make sure that it was at least 10 of us. And three of the 10 had to be 15 years or older. older. Mm. But I quickly realized because of one out of four times of going, we had to fight our way back 
to the tracks. Okay. Oh. We done went over there and then out swam everybody, out grade Luganus. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> they never got us coming in, Tom. Right? They always wait through his tired right. and ashy, right? And then they wanted to dragging wet towels. They still do it, and they and then they want to try us. Now we, but see, the beautiful thing was, and I didn't really come to this reality until recently. The 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 power of the track mm-hmm. that all we had to do mm-hmm. was make it to the track. The beauty of a true community and the ecosystem that you knew, and they knew, not just we knew, right. they knew they didn't got too close to the tracks. Leave it alone. You don't want what's on the other side of the track. So that was the first time mm-hmm. I encountered like, oh, because I never seen them. Yeah. And even when I was in Charlotte, they were the extreme minority. Every community that I moved into, white folks had already took flight by the time we got there. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to Hampshire Hills, they was gone. I think it had one left right. in the whole neighborhood. <laughs> when, I, when I got to his and they valley. Thought they were black, right? Yeah, no, she didn't. She was oh. old and oh, just refusing to leave. I paid for this house. Y'all just going to have to surround me. Her right. name was Miss Blanche. I'll never forget. And then I moved to Hidden Valley, and it was one family left. And he actually was my... Um, health teacher at JT Wins, Mr. Ridge. Mm-hmm. He had a, but he had a, a black wife. Okay. Okay. But he was the last thing smoking in Hidden Valley that it didn't look like me. So even when I went to school, I went to JT. That might have been 20. I'm sure there was more, but it seemed like about 20 white kids mm-hmm. in all of the whole school. And they was what we call hoods. Yeah. <laughs> ACDC. T-shirt, right. moccasin boots. Yeah. <laughs> they kept to themselves. Right, right. They stayed on. So the I didn't, I didn't, I didn't count. So in Goldsburg was the first time I encountered a situation where I went on the side of town, and oh, I'm different, but never felt in fear because of it. Mm-hmm. And that was because I knew it was on the other side of the tracks. tracks. We ran it. We controlled it. We had everything they had, except in pools. And when we finally got a public pool, there was no need to go over there. To this day, there's no need to go over there. Right. So that was my first encounter, and it grew from there. Wow. Yeah. Goldsboro, North Carolina. Goldsboro, Seymour Johnson Air Force. Yes, exactly right. That's what I was getting ready to say. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Okay, Yolanda, we want to know, when did Y-Square find out she was black? Well, so it's funny that you say the pool, you know what I mean, and what you referenced, you guys went to the pool without swim, everyone. Because the pool is where I found out I was black, too. You know, for one, um, I started swimming when I was five. But well, my mother put me in swim lessons when I was five years old. So I got in the water early. I loved water, loved being in it. And I, I clearly remember going to the swimming pool, going to my lessons. My mother had bought me a beautiful pink bathing suit. I had a white swim cap with some pink flowers to match it. And the day before, I had just got my hair pressed really, really pretty and everything. I had my long little ponytails. And so my mother was like, make sure you wear your cap when you go to the pool. And I was like, okay, okay. She was like, no, you're not the yogi is what they called me, my nickname. Yogi, make sure you wear your cap because she was dropping me off. The parents didn't stay. It was like a summer swim camp. So I was like, all right. So I went to the pool, saw all the other little girls, little white girls, honey. They had their little ponytails. And some girls were already in the water. So they were jumping up and down in the water. And I was like, oh, this looked like, because I was never fearful of the water. 
That's what my mother put me in swim lessons. And I'm thinking in my head, this is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy this. So I'm like, shoot, they ain't got their swim cat out, cap on. I'm not putting my swim cap on. I jumped in the water. Well, you know, we, well, I didn't jump in, but the teachers, you know, helping. We paddling and teaching, going up underwater and all that. So probably about 30 minutes in when we're doing it, I'm noticing all of a sudden the girls, you know, I'm thinking they cheering me on because I'm doing my thing kicking. And I realize that they are laughing, like laughing hysterically. And I'm wondering, well, like, what is so funny? What's going on? Why y'all laughing? So my hair went from bone straight to I was looking like Esther Rowe in Good Times. <laughs> and it drew up on me. And I, I was like... You done changed it to Florida. Oh, I changed damn, it to Florida. Damn, 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 James. Damn, James. But that was... It made me realize that, one, I was different. My hair was totally different than theirs. And I really wanted to know, why did my mama tell me to wear my swim cap? Was it because she knew my hair was going to do this and they were going to laugh at me? And so, of course, when she picked me up, she was hot because she had spent that money, $25 a day before getting my hair pressed out. <laughs> and she was mad. But then she explained to me. But what she did, which I love, because I was never, I never felt, um, to be honest with you, white people never made me feel crazy about my blackness. I felt crazy about my blackness from black folks, to be yeah. real with you. Yeah. And my mother told me in reference to that situation when I was in the water, my hair drew up. You're special, and your hair is special. Your hair is different. That's the reason why you have to wear a swim cap. She was like, they don't. Their hair isn't special. They can get that chlorine, and they can get all that stuff in their hair, and they'll be fine. She said, but you have a special type of hair, so we got to make sure. And it made me feel like, oh, okay. So it didn't make me feel that I was less than, or they were better than me. Mm -hmm. I just felt special. But that's when I knew I was black, honey. That's when you knew you was black. Hair changed, <laughs> yes. Right? Shouts out to everybody coming in the room. Y'all come on in the room. Come in the room. Cannon. Cannon. The real ditty in the city. Patrick Cannon. I see architect. Assalamu alaikum family. You up in here. Son D is up in here. They yes. up in here tonight. Yeah. My daddy is over here. Excitement is in here. Yeah, all right. Mr. Fantastic is over here. Artist Webb from Atlanta. The head rhino. Georgia. The head rhino. Sweet strawberries. Listen, we are talking tonight about when did you find out you were black. We're going to turn it over. And get your comments and what you have to say. Because I know everybody that's listening has a I found out when I was black moment. And mm -hmm. none of them may be the same. Yeah. Because yeah. we've already started off with two different ones. Yeah. Same race. What about you? Same finish line. When did you find out you was black? I found out I was black in Valdosta, Georgia. Uh-oh. I was telling jokes. I was on stage. It's when the Comedy Zone used to have a run. Down, I used to go to Valdosta, Georgia. Now, this was in the day where you would tell the jokes at the hotel that you were staying at. Mm. Now, you gotta keep that in mind because mm. that's an important piece of the story. So, I had come to the conclusion that in comedy, as long as you're funny, you can keep the racial epithets and the tension away. All you gotta do is be funny, they'll see past your color. And see your talent. So that and that that had worked. I had went to West Virginia and did a show. It wasn't nothing black in the club <laughs> but the chairs. Wow. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? It worked. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I was up there doing my thing, and I said some joke, and a white man in the audience he said some something nigga. Uh oh. So I was like, whoa. So 
at first, it caught me off guard. I was like, all right, well, listen, you can just spin out of this. And I was like, oh, yeah, whoop the whoop the whoop, trying to get out of it. He was like, nah, nigga. Ah. And I said, oh, okay. Mm. So then I said, well, let me go ahead and wrap up, okay, and get about it. And I was doing a cop joke. And the dude would say, well, yeah, this whole table is cops. I said, well, that's the table where the dude said nigga from. Right. So then I said, you know, when you get your money, get your clothes, don't even pack them up. Just throw everything in the bag and pull up front and get your money and keep going. And I got back in the car that night and drove from Valdosta back mm. to Wilmington. Called my mom. It's about one in the morning. I said, I'm on my way back. She was like, now? I said, now. Because mm. I knew if I'd have stayed there. It would have been a problem. Something something would have happened. Mm. Like, because they could come to your room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they the police. So I was like, that was even with me driving out of there. Because they're like, oh, we'll make sure you get out of here. Them kind of jokes mm. from the stage. Mm. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm black. And this is Georgia. <laughs> and I see what they was talking about now. Yeah. I see what they was talking about You ain't now. do the Randy ain't... Travis joke on them? Mama, it didn't matter. Once you call a nigga on stage, that's, that's listen. That's, that's like it. dip setting in the locks. You get knocked off. You ain't nothing you can do. I'm like, I'm trying to survive now. Yeah, right. But that's when I understood it, though. Yeah. When the stereotypes became real mm-hmm. for me, when it wasn't just all oh, Georgia, all oh, good old boys, all oh, watch yourself. It was like, yeah, yeah. My grandfather used to say that you know, had your welcome to the white world moment. Yeah. Yeah. That that you. Know, and that stuck. You, yeah. And I was telling everybody about it when I got back. They was looking at me like, yeah. Yeah. Where was you at? I was like, I was in Valdosta. They was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, so ain't nobody tell me that was part of the welcome kit. Like, they go with the territory. They was like, all right, then. Yeah. And the more you travel, you'll see. And there's still some places now, what they tell you? I tell my son. Some places in Georgia, justice, you just don't want to be unless you necessarily have, have to, to and I prefer you doing it at daytime with a full tank of gas mm-hmm. yeah see it's still some place in Georgia you can't break down mm-hmm. sundown town still exists yeah which yeah. is sad in 2021 it is it is and I'm, I'm glad I was sitting here thinking like I've I've never encountered like upfront racism with a white person like I've never been called a nigger to my face um, probably behind my back I'm sure and I don't know if it's because of <laughs> I've always felt like I was a tough girl in a sense too, and so and maybe I got that energy from my from from my dad, and they always they always told us we were great and we were excellent, and we you know my parents always wanted better for us than what they had. So even if we didn't have a lot, I didn't know we didn't have a lot. They made me feel like we had a lot, and I always felt in a sense of. Um, value when it came to people outside of my race and I guess because I would put like any girls or stuff in school if they would come for me honey I was ready to go <laughs> my nose was flaring up so it always died down and again I dealt with more racism or more um prejudiceness or more uh bullying I would even say when it came to folks. yeah from my own folks yeah. mm-hmm. when it came to girls light skin it was always a light skin of course against the dark skin girls and and that type of thing. And School even with days. guys. Yeah. And even with guys. Um, I remember I was, oh, and this is what tore me up. This is what my daddy had to be like. Okay, Yolanda, come on now. Remember, I used to tell you, whatever Yolanda wants, Yolanda gets. I was walking home from school. It was um, 
No, I was had gotten off the bus and it was I was at Smith Junior High and they had let me off right at Archdale and I was walking home from school and there was another bus that was coming up and you know you could see you know because then everybody used to be out the window and I could tell some black boys in the window and I was walking so I saw the bus because I'm it's coming toward me and I'm walking that way so I was like oh shoot okay <laughs> you know you get your little walk different. Honey, that black boy leaned out the bus and he was like, ooh, you sure are pretty ugly. And in the midst, <laughs> why are you laughing? No, that's the way you said it. Because that's how you said it. That's the way you said it. You're delivering. You sure are pretty ugly. And when he said that, when I tell you my whole world broke and it made me cry. And because I was like, that was the first time that. A man, you know, that I looked at someone, you know, my father's black. My father always told me I was beautiful in this and that somebody told me that he said I was ugly. And that's where that complex about my dark skin and my hair and all that came in really with my black brothers. Uh, Agent, you got somebody screaming peace to the guards right here. This is, uh, what's the seven rand do seeds? Peace to the guard, Adrian. Got the red, black, and green hearts. Carolina right. Blue said, go here, funny skiba. What's up, Carolina Blue? That's my Blue. man in D.C. right there. Uh, my niece's piece is out in the West Coast, Oak Town. She was with us in Monique's out of Tom and T. She is hella funny. Hmm. She said that happened to my homie in Cali last year as well. So it must have been one of her comedian casts that got in last year. Oh, wow. Now, mine was, you talking, 90 Two ninety, two three. She's talking about last year. Last year, two thousand twenty. So I yeah. mean, but even looking at looking at blackness, not as just as as the as a, it's it's bigger than race. Yeah, you know, black is culture. Right, mm-hmm. right. S Clan say grits and cornbread. How can you act that when 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 big boys say you know that 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 hot corn. Going against old nappy ass hair, like yeah. you're right, that <laughs> smell, right? You ain't smelling that no other household. You right. who right. been doing hair, like right. you know right. it, right. you understand it. It's a it's a cultural reality. It's a thing that 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 actually united the entire now black world mm-hmm. because even Africa experienced what it now meant to be black. They they they. When they went through colonization and apartheid in South Africa, they were black. Yeah, they didn't get to be uh, uh, Zulus. They didn't get to. They were black, mm-hmm. and so black is that is that unifying experience. And then we had to patch stuff together over here like a quilt, mm-hmm. and so that patching together of of things that we remembered from. Mm-hmm. You know the journey over right. things we picked up while we was here right. created what we now know as black culture. Right. You know, even when we double up on words, yeah, that's what's African. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's good, good. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's West African that came over with us. So that's blackness. So when people try to be dismissive of, it ain't just this. Yeah. Right. It's deeper than that. That's way deeper than that. I'm glad that you said that, which brings me into um, the next topic I would love for us to discuss. And before we get into it, we'll just do our little sponsor shout outs. Um, But I want to put this question on not only our listeners, but also our viewers' minds, but your mind, Adrian. What do you have to say for the people who say that black, we're not black and black is 
a color and not a race and not a culture. What do you have to say about that? Same thing. It's just, they try to move it from the, the point of being a social. It's something made up. Yeah, like, that's what they say. Like how many things in life that you... When, when they talk about two million, almost two million black men in prison, mm-hmm. they're there, most of them there, because of their blackness. Mm-hmm. No other reason, right? but because of their blackness. Mm-hmm. So does that make that less real? When somebody says, if, if, if somebody who says they don't believe in blackness, if they get racially profiled, mm-hmm. right? There's, there, what you going to tell the officer? Right. Yeah, right. I ain't black. Right, right. But you know what? Okay, so let me let me play devil's advocate. I've heard men say that before. Mm-hmm. I've heard men say that they will say that they're not black. Mm-hmm. I've heard, you know, someone tell me before that even if you say that you're black, that's what makes you not a human. Yeah. You're African American or you're, you know what I'm saying, this or that. So it's probably so, getting into a deeper conversation. No, but, that's that's fine. So if you it doesn't matter when you don't have the power. We just deal with it from a racial standpoint. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you believe and know you are when you don't have the power to be anything else. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right? We wasn't niggas. Right. But it was a point in history and even to the day in certain situations. Right. In that moment, you don't have the power to be nothing but what that person say you are. Mm-hmm. And that is your reality. That's what's, about that. that's, that's what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. That's that's you can uh, talk about uh, anything, a black law dictionary. You can you can recite that, and I'm for all that. I mm-hmm. I identify as an African, mm-hmm. right? As a Pan Africanist, mm-hmm. right? But I also identify as a black, black man, man because I know that beyond race, there's a black experience that cannot be ignored, mm-hmm. and so. Again, those cultural norms mm-hmm. that become black. Even if you identify um, as something else. Mm-hmm. If I walk down the street, it can be a brother who say he's a Moor. It's another right. brother over here who identifies as a Pan-African. Mm-hmm. And whatever else you want to name. If I walk down the street and no, say not one word and just hit him with the... You know, exactly that's a black, that yeah. <laughs> no, that's a universal. Right, that's a universal. That's universal. universal. Mm-hmm. Go anywhere and throw that head up. Throw that head up, and it, and then the response gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. You, nothing. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. What you identify as? And that thing that that connection is the black experience, mm-hmm. regardless of what you grew into, grew into a better understanding. That is what of those, we can say, culture too? That is a culture. Mm-hmm. Those are cultural norms. Mm-hmm. Listen, our, even our brain develops, our frontal lobe develops based on cultural norms. Mm-hmm. And so there's things that we said that when we used to hear uh, somebody found a baby in the trash can, I care what you identified as, you clearly say, oh, there ain't nobody black. Right. Yeah. There ain't nobody who looked like me. me. Right. Right. Whatever you identified. Right. Certain things were heard. When we find out the DC sniper, oh, and and here's how I know the blackness is pervasive. Because no matter what one of us do mm-hmm. or what happens to one of us, we collectively take it personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Good, bad, and indifference. We yeah. collect. Oh man, they got us looking crazy out here. Us, yeah, right. Yeah. right? right. What it's you? Devastating. What yeah. you claiming? Right? Right. <laughs> got us out here looking right. crazy. Oh, look at we winning. Right. right. Now we winning. We winning. Right. Now yeah, we right. winning. Right. So we 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 very selective, and when we want to get in and use it, it's just some intellectual discourse going back and forth mm-hmm. and, and whether we need to claim a nationality that I have power right. and all these things. And I get it. I'm for all that. Anybody who right. knows me knows I'm for all that. But I also won't reject what I know. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. And all truths are not scientifically proven. That you know they exist. Right. And I know this thing that we identify with. You never open your mouth. Right. You walk into a room at a conference, and most of the conference doesn't look like you. Mm-hmm. We have this natural thing to look across the room, stand right. around, see, trying to find, us. find right. one of us. Trying to we find do. us. Exactly. So we do. And make a connection, yeah. And you're going to say, you don't know what that person's personal belief system, nothing. And it don't matter. <laughs> and then when you find him across the room, you throw that head yeah, up. And, and you it's dead back. And that's he hit you. She hit you with something Some goofy. Extra, right. You be like, oh, then you be like, I ain't one of my five. I'm here by looking. myself. You be out there talking to the custodian, <laughs> lawn man, or something, exactly. trying to find a connection. Right, right. Hey, listen, right. we got big names on here tonight. We do. Shout LeBron out. LeBron just joined on. All right. All right, no, he didn't. But in my mind, <laughs> all right. in my mind, he <laughs> We watching, baby. Hey, we know. almost had Ohio. We was all old. Yeah, we see you, Brian. We know you watching. Um, just Jacinda. Jacinda is hey, on here. Who had an incredible sister. event yes. on Sunday? Uh, uniquely qualified. Uniquely qualified, baby. So much about that. Officially, Tiffany is on here. Jay Renee comedy on here. Peace and blessings to you, sis. I hope everything is going well yeah. for you down there in the A. I had a comment. This is Ron Duke. Rondu. Oh, hey, Rondu. Rondu yeah, Rondu yeah. said uh, at 12 years old, somebody told me I was a god. Ah. Yeah. So that was yeah. his Absolute. story of when yeah. he was black. Absolute. I got I one, Yolanda, like because I know we got to come in, but I got one to put up because yeah. there's different avenues of approach to this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I got one I want to throw to see if it sticks. We're going to throw it and see if it sticks, but you know we got to shout out our sponsor. Can you even ask it first? Let's shout out our sponsors now. This is that time we got to shout out our sponsors. Okay, Thank you. We're running the show here. Got to shout out first wines with Brian. Y'all know how I do. Every Tuesday, I'm going to have something in my glass. Wines with yes. Brian, who is our sponsor for Grown Man Conversations Visual mm-hmm. Podcast. And tonight, I'm on a little Riesling, and it's good. So make sure you go hit, you go follow Wines by Brian if you want to do your own wine tasting and wine party. Hit them up. Also got to shout out Grown TV Network. Okay. Yes. GrownTVNetwork.com. Black streaming platform for multicultural people and artists and content creators from around the world. You can also watch the full episodes of Grown Man Conversations podcast on GrownTVNetwork.com once we finish uh, from going live on social media. And, um, oh, got to give a shout out to Grown Fitwear. Y'all see us in here. Show me grown fit tone. 
Show it to him. You yeah, see him back shot. there. Am I in your shot? Yeah, you're in my camera. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to get out the shot. I'm a producer. I need to be on this first check next, next week. I'm tired of playing second check. We got some need to be up here. next week. Them cameras going to be turning on around. I'm going to be sitting beside you. And I don't know about this. They're going to see you This Rosa Parks production piece I got in the back back here. Make sure you go to grownfitwear.com. Please support Black-owned yeah. clothing line. We put a lot of love and care into this. It makes you feel grown. It makes you walk different. And if you don't believe me, go to Grown Fit Wear's Instagram or even go check out my Instagram, Y2 underscore Yolanda, and you can see how this how this tracksuit made me walk, baby. Okay. <laughs> Grownfitwear.com. Yes. And we've got the short sets. we got the V-Nate's, ladies. we got the athletic two-piece. Yeah. Um, workout apparel yes. for you too. We got the track suits. Track suits never go out of style because we don't buy clothes for the season. Mm-mm. You buy the clothes because you like yes. the clothes and then you put it on when you can. So make sure you go support because we got now and next. Make sure that if you haven't got your copy of my first book, Grown Man Tips, Grown Man make Tips. sure you go to Tonex Edutainment, Tonex Edutainment dot com and get you a copy okay make sure you get you a copy of that um i've got something right here yolanda to mm-hmm. help me dive into it i have forgot what i was going to ask y'all but architect says adrian and i were doing protests back in the 90s uptown oh. sitting on cars when we say a black man pulled over poetry spots no one had a problem being black at that moment That's okay right. okay That's right. you see what I, mean? I like yeah. that That's right. architect shout out to him um, Nikki says, yes, it does, because I'm walking way different in my outfits. Nikki, you walk different. <laughs> Come on now. In outfit you put on, mama. But okay. Nigga, we, walk we different it. in it. I know that's right. We walk, get it. Some say I'm waiting walk. patiently on my color. That yelling white coming, son. It's coming for It's you, coming, son, mama. It's coming. Um, here's mine. Do you think that with this vaccine, mm-hmm. this is going to be how somebody finds out when they were black? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because in any time you that you have something like this mm-hmm. epidemic, pandemic, right? Uh, the poor and the oppressed of the population feel it feel it the worst, right? And so we are the we are the dominated, subjugated group um, of America. Yeah. Yes, sir. And so we will absolutely. And so, as, yes, yes. How you how you may be treated by a healthcare professional when you go in seeking help, um, accessibility to it, yeah. um, and, and, and you know it, it's really fortunate, I guess, you know, um, that it's free, right? Because if if it came with a charge, mm-hmm. a fee associated with it, that might be a problem. It would, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you then you talk about you know CVS is. Potentially getting broken into folks, poor, struggling right. folks. Yeah. Right. That I just want to get it for my grandma. I just want trying to get. I'm trying to big me to big mama all right, and y'all we can't afford it. So right. it could turn. So yes, absolutely. Um, this this could be a, a, a real moment if it's not already. Right. I I, think I'm it sure is it's out already, there. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. it's out there. Even even beyond just like the vaccine. When when the stores was hitting, the shelves were yeah. bare. Mm-hmm. And who who feels it most? And mm-hmm. and when stores replenish themselves, who who feels store, who who gets filled, filled up first, first right. right? Versus how long you have to then 
um, weight for, for, for basic um, necessities. Tissue so and paper towels. One of the hardest things, I think, to swallow um, to deal with is when you see a black kid, when you see it, getting a black moment. I'm finding out I'm black, but he really don't get it. Get it. Yeah. Because he's young, but you standing there watching it and you get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh. Yeah. It's, it, that's, that's, it's like heart wrenching because it's like, man. And then with me, you know, having, we have two, two black, black men. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now you like, man, I, the thing is, the same way whoever wasn't around, have to when caught this, process it. Yeah. Now I might not be around my son get caught yep. like that too. too. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, man. Just to even think. I want I want to circle back real quick to Ron Dudo. Okay. Because that was my second phase of, of blackness. Okay. Through hip hop. Mm. Right? So my father, you know, my uh, my partner Ernest Gabriel, uh, my cousin, as I say. Right. Uh, he, he called my my father Furious Styles from, oh, from, from right? <laughs> that was my father, right? That was he grew up around us. Like that way yeah, for you to come yeah, in. And he was working on the car. And you come on and you'll get all this all business. Lesson. Yeah, yeah, all the lesson. You you know what's going on out here. You keep playing with these folks and he's going to give you all the lesson. My father used to make us read encyclopedias, watch every National Geographic, every learning. Mm-hmm. You just had to know. I'm I'm outside on hanging out on the block wearing a, 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 a Stephen Biko t-shirt. My friend's like, who is that? Ain't no rap- I ain't never heard no rapper named Steven Biko. And what is apartheid, man? It's, a, it's apartheid. That was, that's the house I grew up in. Yeah. Right? right? And so my father fed it to me. But I, yeah. because it felt like a task, it did, you didn't. I didn't receive it, but it was there. And so when hip-hop shifted mm-hmm. to the African medallions, X-Clan, X-Clan, mine was my, don't get me wrong, I came into my cousin's house thugging. He let me stay with him. A little older than me. Knew I had a gun on me. In my, in my book bag. So he said, what's in, what's in your bag? I said, oh, ain't nothing. Headphones. Da, da, da. He said, so I can just, I can just drop it? I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you don't want to do that. He ain't even go inside of it. He set it down. Mm-hmm. Took me in the back. Put me on headphones. Old, remember old component sets. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Old component sets. Had the had the final, it takes a nation of millions to hold me back. Public enemy mm. made me listen to both sides twice. And that was the first time it clicked. I said, I know, everything my father said was coming. Then I jumped on um, uh, poor righteous teachers. Then it just it just took off. So it was this moment where. You know, I'm red, black, and green, everything now. Yeah. I'm twisting up my hair. Yeah. I done did away with the gold and the and the and the jewelry because and I'm and I'm now experiencing this stage of right. what it means right. to be black, black and proud. Right. 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 I always knew I was black. Yeah, but it's a but difference to be black, when you know and you're proud. Woo. And proud. Yeah. And to be consciously aware of it. Yes. Not just somebody telling tell it to you. you. Yeah. But, but when it's the clicking and and and, and I took off and I'm now I'm on the block. I'm still outside, but it's different. I'm telling listen, man, we gotta do. It. I'm trying to organize. Mm-hmm. I started going to Central Piedmont right before I went on my state paid vacation. Mm-hmm. But, but before mm-hmm. I went, I was able to organize uh, the first black student organization 
on Central Piedmont's campus. Mm. Mm. And these are the things I started to get involved with, but I was informed through hip-hop. Mm. The Karis Ones, my philosophies, everything started to rock him, started to inform my consciousness uh, to a level it, it just beyond. And so, even though I went away, I was able to bid in a whole different way because I came into the prison young, mm-hmm. but already on my square. Mm-hmm. Right. So the old heads recognize the difference between me and someone and, and the young boys come I mean, in, want to be gangster, want to wild. And they're like, oh no, he owns something. He on what you reading there? Friends yeah. for non wretched earth. Who done told you about wretched of the earth? Right. So I'm just my pops, my pops, you know, one of his books. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And then they started. They took me on the wing and started grooming me more. So when I came home in '96, to what the brother was saying, I was well fine-tuned machine towards revolution and political education, and and I still was just 26 because I went in when I was 18. Mm. But it was that first hip hop education that I got politically educated me. Then I went and sat down, and the old heads. Educated me further, mm-hmm. and then I came home, and the folks didn't kill Willie Cooper, and I say, oh, and this was you know uh, brother Jacobson Potts and uh, uh, Kareem and a lot of good brothers and sisters. We organized a uh, organization. It was crazy. It was called Jihad, and uh, <laughs> I remember Captain Reginald Muhammad, who was the yep. captain at the time. Reginald came to me, pulled me over at Walls Memorial, and we saw Jason. Hey, brother, I ain't trying to tell you what to do. Now, this this, this before 9-11, he right. said, you going to want to change, change that, that name. name. <laughs> <laughs> we showing up in fatigues, the gator mask, and, uh, oh, and, and putting, no, putting in that work. And that's all I knew. So mm-hmm. that was my my next wave of not just knowing I'm black and aware mm-hmm. of my blackness, yeah. but being proud of who, you of, were. Of, of who I was. Yeah. I like hey, that you say that. Hold on, Architect said, yes, we did, that. BSOS CPCC, it was beautiful. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Nick yes. is already putting in a bid, Your Honor. We definitely need to do a part two of this, of this conversation right here. Absolutely. But I like the fact that you even talked about hip hop. That was, um, you know, a way that you were able to see the essence and the true essence of blackness. And it's funny that now, um, like Tone and I were, and, and he's a big hip hop head. So he, a lot of times brings a lot of music that I grew up to and I listened to, but I didn't necessarily, I realized now I wasn't lyrically listening to it. Listening to it. I was more so listening to the beat in the flow, but not the words. Because we were listening to Dead Prayers in the car mm-hmm. the other day and I'm hearing him talking about eating vegetation from the earth and not right. eating the right. animals Be and healthy, doing it. Yeah, being healthy. <laughs> you know, the rap. You know, you know the he was doing a rap like talking as yeah. the animals and, and I was yeah. like, like, I said, Mama, he been doing I, it since way back then. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. it really resonated now, especially since we're doing that. And I'm on that frequency. So yeah. anything now that I t- hear, absolutely I not. tune in. Then I brought you back and tuned you in off the documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he was on because that. Sick Man is on him and his wife, and yes. his son played the guitar. And yes. he show you about the exercise and how they absolutely. eat yeah. and absolutely. all of that. Yeah. And it, cats, listen, it's like Adrian said when Brand Nubian was talking. Okay, you was getting the same way these young kids spitting 
little baby and the baby and all that and Megan and Wow, yeah, you know, yeah. we were spitting. Yeah, I knew all the words of poor righteous Jesus. Follow me now, see? Yeah, I, yeah, we yeah. knew all of that. Yeah. We knew all of that, Rock. Just for we knew, we knew slow down. Hey, baby, your hips is. We knew all that, but then we was listening. We knew when Karis one dropped, you must learn. That's right. I could have threw every history book that you ever gave me out the window and just listen to this. When I seen him on the video with the black Moses and coming with the, I was like, and, and he was dropping it. Yeah. And then something happened, and we know we should what happened. So, so we that, that, and this is why, and I, I, I wish we'd stop, you know, perpetuating this this lie of music don't affect us. Let's right? talk about it. Like that's that's yeah, like because listen, I played both sides of the track, right? I was uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I was I had a podcast one time. I got. I got uh, censored on my own podcast. But <laughs> my, my, my good partner, he, he don't like me. He don't like the word nigga, so I get it. But I was making a point that when I was young, from 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 seventh grade till till maybe seventeen, right? I was a nigga in every sense of the word. What white people meant when That's they said nigga, you was no I was there That's at one point of that development. Mm-hmm. And what black folks meant when they say nigga. I was that, right? I covered the whole spectrum. And in my in my journey, I remember the times when we riding across town because somebody said something about somebody and we get to go see about that. Yeah. Right? And the music in the car mattered. Yeah. I could remember the times you put in a certain track and feel my face contort and I get into that. Uh, and right. Now you, 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 yeah. you now I hit that, oh, when hit that uh with that music it's a rap I'm a full savage like when I get out Fuck off. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for right? real yeah. same thing but if if, if I'm, I like this girl a lot I'm bring her over here I'm gonna set the mood I'm gonna put on Luther yeah right yeah right right cause it set a tone a mood a feeling exactly we can't escape that exactly. and so literally hip hop helped shift my consciousness yeah mm-hmm. and my daddy was Giving it to me, yeah. but he wasn't giving it to me in that frequency with yeah. that track, with the ad libs, with the visuals, with the right. fight the power video. Right. Come on. Right? Man, so they had to shift it. They had to shift it. Yeah. If, if, if we kept moving with that, they know. Yeah. Because they brought me out of, listen, hip hop brought me out of a state of savagery. Mm-hmm. I was dead. Anybody who knows me mm-hmm. knows I wasn't never the nowhere near the biggest gangster in the city. But those who know me, because I was never trying to be famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want sneakers and clothes? Calls, baby. Bad boys moving silent. I was, I was, I was out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like literally out of my mind, pulling guns on school teachers. I was out of my mind. I was just. He was a Every savage. Sense of the a word. savage. Wow. Right? Every sense of the word. Um, but the power, you know, deep-rooted seeds in me from my father. Never right. escaping that. Right. And the examples that I've seen in manhood from my grandfather. And so, we're still there. Yeah. But hip-hop the woke music. it up. So, look, what you saying that, and, and with you saying that the music did take a shift, because you're right. Um and the music now, I think, is beginning to take another shift because there's people who are really realizing the power of music and how it shifts the mindset and space of people. 
Like even females, for example. We see Meg the Stallion, the Cardi B's, and all of that. And I know we always say we start out with, I'm not knocking what they do. But like you just spoke and you talked about the power of the influence, how you sat in the car and it made you a savage and you got outside the car and you did what you had to do. For the same female who was hearing these lyrics from them and they sit in the car and maybe they have to go and do something to get their money but that puts them in that savage mind state or that sexual mind state for them to go and do what they need to do when are we is it us being politically correct when we say i ain't knocking what they do when are we not going to be afraid to stand on saying that no this is not right sis no i'm a hater and yeah like it ain't about the music yeah Yeah. because sometimes i be feeling like a real hater out here and i'm like i'm not trying to hate on their money and what they do, but could you not use your yes. be- platform in Absolutely. a better likeness, Absolutely. in a better way? Listen, my nobody on this planet loves me more than my mother. Come on now. Right? Nobody on this planet. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Right? Not even close. Mm-hmm. And she never supported me. In my wrongness, mm. in my ignorance. Yeah. Love didn't even make her say, oh, yeah, that's my summer ride with him, even though I know he. No, I can't go with you on this one, boy. Mm. You're dead wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You just going to have to, whatever right. them folks do to you, whatever. Right. Right. You just going to have to take that right. one, baby. Right. And, and, and once you get there, I'm I'm going to come see you. Yeah. Right? But I can't, I can't support. And so, true love. It doesn't allow yeah. us to support our people when they're wrong. Come on now. And if you truly love the babies in the next generation, when I ran Crossroads, all of my students, former students, will tell you that that I love them. Mm-hmm. But I love them through truth mm-hmm. and through honesty. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it ain't about always making you feel good or a word validate. I gotta ship you out of a space that if I because if I can't ship you out of it, it's gonna kill you or it's gonna cause you so much harm and strife in life yeah. that you'll never be comfortable if I sit here and witness you stay in that space. So constantly every day I gotta keep right. pushing you out of that space. So that's true love. And if we truly love black folks, then we're going to speak the truth to yeah. them at all times. At all times. Even if it make your mouth shake. That's funny. Rondu just said, we have to hold each other accountable. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the minister said, loving the black community and loving black people hard. is the hardest thing you will ever do because of our fickleness. Yeah. We wish you on Monday. You say something Tuesday, we don't know Wednesday, we done with you Thursday, hold up on Friday, like it again. maybe on Saturday, I'm, I'm, and, and, and it's like, but why? See, that, say, I think sometimes we, 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 we make statements mm-hmm. without understanding the root cause. It ain't hard to love black people. It's hard to love black people who are not in their right state of mind. Mm. So you not the, the the challenge is all the other influences, mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 bipolar schizophrenia thing that this culture creates within us. We become responses to the uh, circumstance. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not dealing with. Listen, I, I almost a hundred percent of the time, if I caught a brother when I was doing time one on one. Okay, what he was doing on the yard, what kind of posturing he was doing, 
for the audience. Right. When I caught him one on one, hey, hey, brother, I'm out of you for a second. It's yes, different. It's different. What you want to do if you get up out of here? Oh, man, shit. I, you know, and they give you all these aspirations. Not that you done seen on the yard. Like, what? who is this dude? Right. We all out here posturing, fronting, presenting right. what we think we have to present to survive, to get by, get along, whatever it is. And, and I, I, real quick, this is what made me a savage. I showed up at J.T. Williams Junior High, seventh grade, skinny. Overbite, goofy little kid, right? And was trying to get girls for the first time. And I kept getting put in the friend zone. And I said, well, what, what, why am I? I'm looking around, observing who getting these girls that I like to. Mm-hmm. And what's different about them than me? And I realized that, that my imagination said, well, listen, they only like gangsters, pretty boys, and athletes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't no athlete. Mm-hmm. I absolutely wasn't no pretty boy, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so in my mind, all I had left was gangster. Was gangster, and this was the plan. The plan was just be gangster long enough to get one's attention, right? Mm. Then once you got her attention, you're introduced to the real you. Cause you're a cool <laughs> little dude, right. she'll like you, right? But I didn't realize that that ego that I created to be gangster, mm. right? Usurp the throne. Yeah. Took over. I honestly didn't realize he took over my life. I didn't know the difference no more. Until one day I went to hug my mother. Hadn't seen her in a while. Running, scrambling. And she didn't reach back. I said, Mom, what's wrong? And again, this is my mom. Love me more than anything. I'm her only son and her baby. Right? And she says, I, I, I'm sad. I said, why are you sad, Mom? She said, because my son's dead. I said, hold on, I'm right here. What are you talking about? She said, oh, no, that's not who I gave birth to. Mm. That's not who I raised. Mm. And I don't want to hug him. Then it clicked. Oh, man. This ain't me. Mm. This ain't the little dude who used to be on the skateboards and the BMX box. And yeah. the, I, this the dude who thought he just needed to get a girl right quick. And he done took over. And now I'm right. facing 40 years. Right. Right? And then it wasn't until I got 14, seven mandatory, and they put me in the room. That I decided when I go to prison, I'm going to just be me. Mm. And so, so many of us out here wearing whatever the mask is. Yeah. And because we so close and we love each other so much, we deal, We don't deal with other folks to know whether it's hard to love them. Yeah. See, we, it's easy for us to say that. But even if we went across, you'll find out they hard to love too because yeah. everybody crazy. Right. <laughs> but it's the people we interact with the most. Mm-hmm. And... and all of the things that come with just being black in America, yeah, that is that, that makes it hard. It's a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to go with that costume. It's a lot to go with that mask, and that's why a lot of times we go through the life of this life, and we never get a chance to see. Really mm-hmm. Four, listen, really twenty five hundred, but I'm gonna just go with the four hundred years of suppressed code switching, like you. We've been code switching for our life for 400 years. So your ancestors literally live in your DNA and everything that gets passed on. So you got passed on that time that couldn't say nothing, couldn't look up, couldn't step yeah. on the shadow, couldn't do that. And you you carrying that plus now yours. Whatever. When you walk into yeah. the office, whenever whatever yeah. when you pick up the phone, the voice you feel like you got to throw on. <laughs> right, right. Whatever it is right. for survival. And you carrying that. 
that that for 400 years you haven't been able to be black out loud. Come on now, unapologetic. Unapologetic. Just and the fact that we even say apologetically, like, like who you like, apologize? Why would you apologize for? Mm-hmm. Right? Change the narrative. Whose narrative? Mm-hmm. I never had that narrative. Yeah. Right. Right. So that for me, that's not even my battle. But I do understand it, and I do understand that how much we just carry. Mm-hmm. And then when it's through that understanding that breeds for me my love and my compassion for mm-hmm. my people, because I have an understanding of what has created this that dynamic. reason to why so you it's ask just like way. it's like and, and you know mostly uh black women date us not for what we bring to the table right y'all see past all that goofiness right. that we thought right. that we think is smoothness right right and date what you see the soul correct of what he could be, be is what we tap and that's into. how and that's and that's how I deal with my people mm-hmm <laughs> that's right you better sit back on that honey cause you were the queen that saw something in you boo. saw something in you boo and you My see you see the manifestations hey, of what I've seen hey, Kirk, in I you I need this chair next week yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't keep this back seat driving I need yes. to be right up here in the front you see okay. the manifestation of it baby you see it behind every great woman I mean behind every great man or good man is a great or greater woman honey. right now you in front Yes. Exactly. Ooh, right. Kurt, that's what I'm talking you know about. When we, get, when, we, when we get in the cameras where I can change the angle. Because I'm a light. Put it on my face. I give it light. You got to see what's truly in your people. You got to see your people by their true nature, not yeah. just what they're presenting. Yeah. And when you can do that, you can deal when with it. When you them can recording. look deeper. Exactly. I like that. Start seeing yourself in that's, Absolutely. Because I was a fraud. I was a liar. I was all that. So why now that I'm aware and has some level of whatever they want to call it, how, how soon people forget. Yeah. Right. People beat people up over their beliefs. They beat their jumper. You was just there. Right. Right. You was just there. I know, Cass, you was just there a couple weeks ago. You read right. one book and, and now you I saw you in the right. video. Right. <laughs> now you out here now online with a goofy on. Beating folks over the head. Right, like, right. People, you know. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. And that's one thing that you are learning with this vaccine. You talk yeah. about division. And mm-hmm. stop stop saying this too. I've never seen a country this divided. Yes, you have. It's been divided. Yeah, white, black, waterfowl. Yeah. 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 I don't divided. know what, what you think this is. <laughs> but it's showing you that because it's, it's bully ball is what I call it. Mm-hmm. It's adult peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to force you. Because yeah. I'm going to make you feel so bad and you not a part of the status quo because you ain't got this shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to force you to go get it. Yeah. And then, even after that, we're going to ask you why'd you go get it and yeah. you're still not going to have a foundational solid reason. Your reason yeah. is going to yeah. point back to what everybody I think else that's is a, I think that's an important point. Like, and, and one of the things I do want to take a moment to encourage, we have to, we have to really learn how to think correctly. Mm-hmm. We, we have to know how to uh, analyze information to come up with evidence-based, informed decisions. Right. So I never tell nobody what and what not to do. Right. But I do want you to make a very informed, informed right. decision. I'll give you one of the things that we, we ran with, we shouldn't have ran with. Right? And I get it, but we shouldn't have ran with it. What's going on now in Tuskegee? 
Right. We shouldn't have ran with it. Because Tuskegee wasn't an experiment, even though we call it an experiment. It was a study. And it was the polar opposite of what's going on now. Tuskegee didn't try to give anybody anything. Tuskegee was denying treatment to see how sickness would affect untreated people. Mm. So that's the difference between them trying to give you a treatment that you may or may not can 